Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is about creepy neighbors. We've all had one. Some are mildly creepy and some are outright dangerous. These have a mixture of both. Please make sure to hit that like button if you enjoy this video and sit back, relax, and enjoy. This happened about 10 years ago when I was on summer break, 15 years old. I grew up in a very run-of-the-mill, middle-class neighborhood in San Antonio. Our house sat on the corner, and the fence around the backyard had horizontal wood beams that almost made an X, as opposed to the vertical fence posts that I am more familiar with. Because of this, there were large gaps between the beams, and seeing through was fairly easy. Another detail worth noting, our back gate on the side of the house, near the road, had been wide open many mornings. And because of this, my dad had looped some wire through the latch and twisted it like a bread tie to keep it engaged and closed it, but we would still find it open. In the backyard, there's a large deck and an above ground pool that the deck was built up on to one of the ends. A huge, beautiful oak tree shaded the deck and part of the pool closest to the house. So my sister and I would have to anchor our feet at the furthest edge, closest to the back corner of the fence and sunbathe on our floats. This happened on a Sunday. My grandfather was visiting and my parents were inside napping. My older sister had gone to a different pool with her friends and I decided to float in their backyard. My mom closes the blinds to the back and locks the back door before laying down on the couch to snooze. I am in the pool for 20 minutes and I can see that someone's standing on the other side of the fence looking in but the sun is shining in my face so I can't see him well. I find it weird, but don't say anything. I see him walk off and don't think too much of it. Minutes pass and I decide to swim around a bit to cool off and get back on the float. This time my stomach and my face are looking up towards the house instead of towards the fence. It feels like just a minute passes and I hear the sound of wood creaking. I turn around, and this man is halfway over the back fence, about 15 feet away from me, once he hits the ground. Part of me was in shock, and I froze for a moment, before the sheer terror and panic took over. This is not a dream, this is actually happening, and I need to get inside now. I felt as though the pool became Olympic sized, and I could not get to the edge to climb out fast enough. By the time I make it out of the pool and start running to the back door, the man has made his way around the pool and is coming up the deck towards me. He was maybe in his late 20s, early 30s, pretty thin and around my height, 5'9". He walked the entire time and never spoke. I get to the door and it's locked. I start screaming, Let me in, let me in, and pounding on the door. At least my mom was right there to unlock it, but 30 seconds felt like 10 minutes and when my mom opened the door, he was just standing right behind me with a blank look in his eyes. I'm crying. My grandpa is freaking out. The man is still standing there, looking inside. My dad comes downstairs and goes crazy, screaming at the man and pushed him and told him to get the fuck out. My mom's on the phone with the police at this point, and the next moment makes the whole thing ten times creepier. The man gets up and walks around the house over to the back gate which had the wire latch, untwisted it and pushed through and leaves the gate wide open 
and walks back across the street into our neighbor's house. The police arrive and it turns out this man had been staying with his sister for the past eight weeks and was on parole, recently released from jail, theft and assault charges. He had also broken into a different neighbor's home and stolen some china and some of their family photos. He went back to jail and we never found that back gate left open again. It still gives me chills thinking about this because my sister and I both had our bedrooms downstairs with our windows facing the backyard and I just know he was coming there and watching us at night. My parents moved out of this home a few years later when I went to college but I slept upstairs on a pulled out couch for months after this and will never live on the ground floor again if I can help it. This happened in 2008 when I was 9 years old. I lived in a townhome community where each road had two sides of homes. In between the backs of the houses, there was a back road with alleyways that went in between each building section. I lived on the edge of one of these and my townhome was on one of the alleyways. I lived on one street and across the back road on the opposite side lived an elderly woman whose name I didn't even know. I'm not sure what her situation was, but for whatever reason, she never really liked me. She was creepy and spray painted all over her windows so no one could see in her house. However, that never stopped her from sometimes staring out her bedroom window directly at mine and keeping it open at night to shine a red strobe light into my room across the way. She used to yell how she hated us. I was in fourth grade and on a particular January morning, I unfortunately missed the bus. My dad sent me outside to get in the car so he could drive me, and he said that he would follow me out soon after. As I was walking to my dad's car, she came out of the alleyway next to my house, slowly, with a gigantic kitchen knife behind her back. She raised it and started running after me. I was faster than her, so I was able to avoid her and was able to get back into the house. She walked and stood on the neighbor's porch across the way and stared at my house. I was terrified. My dad ran out and yelled at her and she said she wanted us to get rid of us stupid kids. My parents called the police. The police sent her home and they had an ambulance pick her up later. My parents went on some sort of court meeting about it, but I don't really know the details. I didn't see her again after that until one year later. I don't remember the day, but it snowed that morning, so I was going to run out the front door and play in the snow. I opened the door to see her standing on my porch, but looking towards the road. I panicked, closed, and locked the door. I ran up to my parents' room and told them what happened, and we saw her walk off the porch up the street. I never saw her again after that. My family has since moved away from there, but people I know still live there, and her windows are still the same spray-painted windows. Though it doesn't affect me as much as it used to, I still don't like being around sharp knives. I'm not quite sure where to begin, but I'll start by giving some background information. I'm now a 25 year old female, but when I first moved into my apartment, I was only 21 or 22 at the time. The apartment complex I lived in was very quiet for the most part. A lot of younger families and old people lived there. It was also in a golf course community in my hometown. Smallish town with moderate crime rates. 
When I moved in, I didn't know the neighbors to the left of me, but about two years into my lease, a middle-aged couple moved in. I never got their names, but somehow the neighbor knew mine, which wasn't too odd because old people there are super chatty and I'm sure in passing they learned my name. I'm a very intuitive person and can usually pick up cues when someone isn't a good person. My first few encounters with the husband, I immediately got weird vibes from him. In hindsight, he didn't do anything out of the normal at first. It was just a gut feeling I had. Whenever he was with his wife and I tried to talk to him, really just to pet their dog, whenever I saw them walking her, the husband would cut the wife off and talk for her. Weird, but okay. Well, after a year of my boyfriend moving in with me, he fell off a golf cart on Christmas Eve and suffered from a traumatic brain injury. He wasn't allowed to drive for six months, so I was responsible for taking him to and from work during those six months. He was a workaholic and worked late most of the time, so I was alone in the house until 10 or 11 most nights. Somehow or another, this creepy neighbor next to me finds out, probably from the neighbors, that my boyfriend had a traumatic brain injury and wasn't driving. This guy knew I was home most nights alone and decided to purposely do things to fuck with me. The one instance that sent chills up my spine and still really sticks out in my memory and makes me thankful I moved out of those apartments into a house in the country 20 miles away. So one night, I get home from the store or hanging out with a friend. And like always, I sat in my car in the parking lot on my phone. Doors locked, of course, because I'm paranoid. After about 10 minutes, as I'm going to turn off the car and go inside, I look to my right and see my neighbor standing in the breezeway of the building directly across from ours. It's maybe 9 p.m. by now, so I just assume he's walking his dog or taking the trash out. I resume to playing on my phone and decide to look up once more. He hasn't moved. He's standing in the breezeway with a light behind him so I could just see a silhouette, but I know for a fact it's him. I was taught to stare back at a person who's making you feel uncomfortable, so they either break eye contact or speak up about why they're staring at you. So I'm staring back and he just backs up further in the breezeway out of my sight. I'm slightly creeped out at this point, but decide right then that I wasn't getting out of my car and not going inside until my boyfriend called me to pick him up from work. I turned my phone's brightness down to hopefully give him less clear view of me sitting in my car in the dark. Not even five minutes later, he's walking from the far side of the complex, complete opposite side of our building. He's not walking his dog, he's got no garbage, so I can assume he didn't take the trash out to the dumpster. He walks on the sidewalk right in front of my car, stops and stares straight into my soul while pointing his index finger and middle finger, kind of like the peace sign but in the pointing motion. But he finally continues on his walk. He walks to his work van parked two or three spots to my left. There are no cars between mine and his. He grabs some empty grocery bags out of his car, taking a suspiciously long time to grab them. He proceeds to walk back in the direction he came from. He stops in front of my car again, stares at me for a second, and continues on. There's a sidewalk perpendicular to the one that he's on, and at the end of the sidewalk, there's another that's parallel to the one he's currently on. From an aerial view, it's in the shape of an uppercase H. Our building is on the left. The one he was standing at earlier, when I spotted him, was on the right. 
He stopped maybe five more times between my car and our apartment building, turning back to face me every time he stops. This sent chills down my spine, and I immediately text my boyfriend to let him know the weird neighbor was being a creep, and I felt like he was purposely trying to scare me. I go to pick up my boyfriend. We arrive back home on edge from this creep. My boyfriend leaves something in the car, so as I'm approaching our front door to unlock it, he jogs back to the car, and lo and behold, my creepy ass neighbor is walking up to me. He says, Hello, Amber. Again, I've never introduced myself with my name. I'm guessing another neighbor had said it in passing, but it still freaked me out after the interaction while I was sitting in my car. There's a half dozen other things that this guy has done before and after that night that gave me the creeps. My boyfriend walked with me to the dumpster and the on-site laundry mat because he too was creeped out. He's much more naive than I am by default but he's not too naive to write this off as an innocent run-in with a neighbor. As I'm writing this, I feel I can't even paint a picture of how creepy it really was. Maybe I'm overreacting, but my gut at the time is telling me that something was off. I lived in a multi-high-rise apartment complex near Miami, Florida, during college around 2004 to 2006, I'm female, was 18 to 20 at the time. My first time living on my own in a city away from my family. These two things happened and still creep me out to this day. The first one, I lived on the 14th floor in an open concept studio apartment that had a small balcony with a sliding glass door that would look into my living room, bed space, with a galley kitchen, bathroom in the background, and then a very small hallway leading to my front door in between them and connecting the entire space. Two girls my age moved into the studio next to me. They seemed off, wore sunglasses always, never said hi when I said hi, and just gave me an off vibe. After a couple months, I noticed the two girls were gone. To my knowledge, they didn't move out, but three men around their 30s started going in and out of the apartment a lot. They also gave off very creepy vibes, always staring in the hallway, but not speaking, just weird. Often I would be up all night watching Sex in the City DVDs I rented from Blockbuster while I sat on the couch working on projects for school. I would sometimes leave the vertical blinds slightly turned to allow some light and just to see the skyline while working. One week, my mom came to visit me and I was in the kitchen, which has one of those open cutouts in the wall so you can see into the living space and the balcony. She said to me, I swear I just saw someone on your balcony and then jumped back over. I forgot to add, my balcony and the weirdos next to me have connected balconies with a small sort of gate in between. Me being a kid and just stressed out about school was like, whatever, it's probably nothing and moved on. My mom ended up getting a piece of wood to put in the door frame so no one could open it from outside. It also had a lock as well. About two months after that, my mom and grandmother came to visit a couple days and decided one night to go to a casino nearby. It's about 10 or 11 at night. I don't go because I'm working on a project for school. About 15 minutes after they leave, I hear rustling by my front door. I slowly moved to check the peephole as inconspicuously as possible. 
and I see one of the creeps next to the door, off to the side of my door, using his right arm to hold himself up on my door frame while looking downward. My heart drops, and I remember my face getting really flushed with anxiety, like hot. As I'm standing there thinking where my phone is at, what should I do? I start to hear the sliding glass door behind me move. It was locked, but slightly moved back and forth. As I said, I keep my blinds slightly open, but in a way where I can see the person, but they mostly can't see me. It was the other guy from the same apartment. At this point, it doesn't take much to assume that they're at least trying to scare me, and at most, wanting to harm me. And they knew that my family had left. My phone was on the couch, and I'm too scared to move towards the sliding glass door and have the person see me get my phone. As I'm standing there, all of a sudden, sheets of white computer paper start being flung under my door into my apartment hallway. Literally blank sheets of paper, and the door handle starts to go up and down. At this point, I'm in fight or flight, and I can't flight, so I'm just waiting for the guy at the door to kick it in. My only thought was to grab a large carving knife my mom gave me for protection in situations like this. I ducked down to get it from the drawer and hide just around the corner in the kitchen. I aimed the knife in my hand at the same height where I assumed the juggler would be at, and all I knew was as soon as the door would be kicked open, I would count to two then start stabbing. I could still feel the tightness in my chest, and now I was breathing so fast and heavy, I thought I was going to black out. Next thing I hear is the elevator, which was right next to my apartment on the other side. It opens, and I hear my mom and grandmother talking, and then I hear the key start to go into the door, and my mom opens it. She screams because I'm standing there terrified with a knife in my hand, ready to stab her. Luckily, my mom and grandmother had only made it to Dairy Queen across the building, got dipped cones, and then said fuck it and came back home, which is kind of funny in itself. We called the complex security. They didn't give a shit. And then I called Miami PD. They took a basic report and didn't do shit either. Didn't even go to the next door to see what's up. Then later in the week, I saw the maintenance workers taking out furniture and appliances. Like the dudes just vanished. I never saw them again and a couple with a new baby moved in. Truly one of the scariest situations I've ever been in, and I feel that if my family wouldn't have come back early, something horrible would have happened. The second scary encounter. Again, still in college. I would stay late at the labs and such, as it got near finals time. So often, I would have to go park behind the building, but in front of the other building in my complex. As mentioned, this was a large high-rise complex with multiple buildings and large parking lots in between. Each building has its front and back entrance with a kind of drive-up concrete built into the building awning. Above the awning thing is a center window where the elevator hallway is. So if you felt inclined, you could jump out the window and walk around this awning. I park in the back of my apartment, about halfway to the other building, I see plain as day, a gorilla suit, like full size, full formed, hairs and pecs. I stare at it for a moment, and nope out of there. I watch a lot of horror movies, and well, this is the beginning of one. It's weird, but I just think someone is playing a prank. Over the next few weeks, it's sometimes there, and sometimes not. The guy I was dating at the time saw it too and just kind of laughed at it and thought it was creepy and weird. One night, I get home around 2am. 
No parking in the front, so I head to the back. The grill is there. That night fell off. I just felt uneasy and something seemed different about it. I attempted to park as close as I could to the back entrance. The parking lots are overpacked and always full, so not easy to do. I get out of my car and, as said, something just freaked me out more tonight about this gorilla suit. I have to get my supplies out of the back seat and I'm trying to keep checking on the gorilla as I'm getting my stuff. And this 100% happened, God is my witness. This motherfucker starts walking and jumps off the damn awning and literally doesn't miss a beat and starts booking it straight towards me. I was in shock. I stood there for a beat or two, thinking what the fuck, and then just started running full blast to my back door. I didn't even turn around. I just ran. I got into the lobby and started slamming the elevator button. I can't see anything. No one's around. I'm starting to panic, cry, freak out. Finally, the elevator opens, and like a movie, I get inside and hit the door close button like 50 times. And that's it. I get into my apartment. Nothing happened. Did not see that gorilla again. Needless to say, I moved out after this. Weirdest apartment I've ever lived in. When I was 26, I got an apartment on the first floor with my two-year-old daughter because I was getting a divorce from her dad. There was this guy that would always see me walking into my apartment building that would yell out his window, Hey beautiful, how you doing? Like at least a few times a week. I didn't like to bring my daughter with me to the laundry room, so I waited until she was over at her dad's or a family member's to do laundry. The laundry room was in a different section of the building, so I had to walk outside from my part of the building to the next. I was holding my basket when this guy saw me and yelled, Hey beautiful. I said hi and prayed to God that he would not follow me, knowing that the laundry room was typically empty and I didn't want to be alone with him. Sure enough, he followed me. I started putting my clothes in the washer as fast as I could when he entered the laundry room. You have to open the door with a key, so it was clear that he did in fact live in the complex. He did not have any laundry with him. He said to me, Hey beautiful, you look nice today. I thanked him and continued to promptly throw my clothes into the washer. He started rambling on, making half-assed small talk. I can't even remember what exactly. I was just kind of scared because it was just so strange that he followed me into an empty room. He finally says to me, so what apartment do you live in? I was kind of shocked that he would ask a question like that. Did he think I was stupid enough to tell him my apartment number? I just said, over there, and pointed because I knew he already knew which building I was coming out of since he sees me every day. Then the dude had the nerve to ask, yeah, but which one? I said, I don't know. And then I suppose it was my lucky day because someone walked into the laundry room and the guy told me that he would see me around and took off. I always made sure I had a friend come with me to do the laundry after that. This could have been nothing, but if so, he should know better than to follow a woman into an empty room to talk to her and ask her personal questions. So two years ago, we had to leave our house for a while 
and moved into very cheap houses in the middle of nowhere. They were more like some stationary trailers in the middle of nowhere. Nothing but fields and fields. We had a handful of neighbors who lived in the same kind of houses around us, and there was one actual house. However, it was super run down and old, so I always thought no one lived there. One morning, I walked our dog quite early, so no one was out yet, and the fields were empty. On my way back home, suddenly I see a man coming out of the house, which I thought was abandoned. He had a pushcart that was full of branches, leaves, etc., so I assumed that he was just doing some gardening work. I never saw him before. His clothes looked just as run down as the house itself, and I just wanted to quickly walk past him. I gave him a friendly smile and just waited for him to say good morning. When he finally stopped and widened his eyes as if he was shocked to see me, he just stood there staring at me with his push cart and started to grab something in the cart without breaking eye contact with me. He pulled out a garden machete. He held it above his head in a clearly threatening manner while staring at me and not saying a single word. My heart skipped a bit and I walked quickly past him, ducking, in case he was to throw it at me because it totally looked like he wanted to, and to also show him that I'm no threat. He followed me with his body by turning it in my direction. Luckily he didn't move other than that, and as soon as I was past him, I just ran for it. I never saw him again, but I also never went near that house again, and luckily a few weeks later we moved away. I'm just glad my dog didn't really pay attention to him and didn't start barking because I'm pretty sure that would have made him snap. So a little backstory. This happened around a year ago. Back then I used to walk around my neighborhood at sunset to help with my anxiety and calm me down. Of course I had random people shouting at me but these two encounters are what really stuck with me. The first one. I turned the street and saw a truck driving slowly on my left hand side. I got a really bad feeling which I brushed off as me being overly anxious. I still cross the street however just to be safe. The truck pulls up next to me on the opposite side and the driver parks. Not in a parking space or anything but in the middle of the street. He rolls down his window and just stares at me. It really freaked me out and I got the chills so I walked as fast as I could but so that he wouldn't think I was scared or anything. One of the people on the street were watering their flowers, so I came up to her and just started talking to her about random things about flowers, my favorite flowers, asking how hers were doing. Dude eventually drove off and I ran home, but carefully made sure that he wasn't still there or waiting or anything. The second one. I was walking down the street when a random woman, in her late 30s, early 40s, asked me if I was thirsty and told me to come inside for water. I said no, I was okay and she left me alone. Later on I sat down on the curb since I was tired of walking and the same lady drives up to me, stops and asks if I'm okay. It scared me a little but I took it as her just wanting to make sure I was okay. So I just told her that I was taking a break and sending my mom some photos. She nods and drives off. When I make it to my house, again the woman drives up to me and asks me what I'm doing, if I'm okay, and to get inside her car so she could help. This really freaked me out and I have no idea how this woman keeps finding out where I am, why she's everywhere I'm going, 
and why she keeps insisting I go with her. I'm really scared now, so I told her that my neighbor asked me to check on her dog. This was my house, but I didn't want her to know that. She asked me again if I'm sure, and that if I go into her house, she'll help me. I tell her that I'm thankful for her concern, but I'm completely fine and I don't need any help, and then I walk inside my house. The woman drove off, and I've never seen her since. When I was about 20, I moved out of home into a shared house with about five other flatmates. Generally at any given time, there were six people living in this five bedroom house. One of the rooms had two beds. During my 10 month stay, I probably had about 25 different flatmates due to the high turnover. Some were travelers backpacking around Australia and others would only stay for a few weeks before moving on. I had a good friend in there around the same age as me. I'll call her Jenny, who moved in shortly after I did. We were always joking about how many colorful characters that we encountered during our stay. Jenny and I both had the largest rooms in the house that were near the front, and in between our rooms was a tiny space us flatmates used to call the broom closet. It was big enough for a bunk bed, and that was about it. Whoever stayed in there would store their stuff under the bunk one day, shortly after the broom closet had become vacant again, a Brazilian guy named Marcel, who I think was about 38 years old, rocked up and moved in. He seemed fun enough at first. He was always stoned and in a good mood, and always sharing his clones with everyone. He always had a big bong with him, and would laugh and say, He he, hey, we smoke bong, eh? Our house was a bit of a party house, with drinking and smoking being pretty common here. Over the next several weeks, Marcel's attitude changed from being a happy-go-lucky guy to increasingly paranoid and angry. I remember him breaking down crying one night and kept saying, The children are dying. The children are dying. And I didn't know how to help him. Another time, he lashed out at all of us and said that the house was full of unashamed homosexuals. Myself and one of the guys in the house at the time were gay. He would also say, Woman having free sex. Jenny sometimes brought her dates home and would take them to her room. I remember coming home one time and he was in his room with the door open, but I didn't want to look inside so I hurried to my room. But on the way, I heard him making some strange grunting noises. It sounded almost animalistic. Eventually, his erratic behavior and mood swings got to the point where the rest of our flatmates spoke to the landlords and they came to ask him to leave. He packed up his stuff and when he was leaving, he pointed to us and said that God would judge us all one day. After he had gone, Jenny and I went to check out the broom closet as we never seen it while it was empty. I noticed next to the bunk where someone would lay their head to go to sleep, there was a small hole in the wall. It was just big enough that when you put your eye near it, you could see Jenny's entire room and it overlooked her bed. Next to the hole was a faint but grubby looking man's handprint. There were also stains further down the wall towards the end of the bed. Jenny was horrified when she realized Marcel had been watching her in her bedroom all this time and also appeared to be masturbating. I was disgusted as well. It was truly disturbing. 
We were pretty sure that he must have created the hole himself, as before he moved in, a young girl stayed in that room, and she never mentioned it. We both moved out shortly after that, but during our time in that house, I would say that that was definitely the creepiest encounter we had while living there. I'm a 13-year-old female. I live in the apartment building with my 40-year-old mom. My mom is married, but separated. Before she separated from her husband, we lived in a small apartment down the street, and we had a neighbor who all named Michael. Michael would constantly make my mom feel uncomfortable. For example, when my mom would get home and do the laundry, she would put on her lazy bra. He would happen to always be in the laundry room. He was always talking to her and nudging her as some people do when they make jokes and talking. But he was constantly nudging her around her top area, which made her feel uncomfortable. So fast forward five years, they separate, and we move down the street, come to find out he lives right next to us. When my mom would leave out of our apartment, so would he, by pretending to get the mail. The first couple times it seemed like a coincidence, but it just kept happening. So about two weeks ago, we were going somewhere and my mom had to pick me up from home. She had to go inside for a moment and I was ready to go. I was waiting in the car sitting on the driver's side with my cousin. He pulls up and is staring at me, so I make sure the doors are locked. He gets out and I see him in the mirrors walking up to his car. I ignored him, but then he knocks on my window. He started talking, but I don't know what he was saying because I didn't have the windows rolled down. I was so scared and I stayed on my phone until my mom came out. I haven't seen him since, but I keep my pocket knife on me whenever I'm alone. I haven't even thought about this encounter in years. When I was 17, I was in the apartment complex clubhouse in the computer room doing homework. A man who's probably in his mid-30s came in and sat next to me and was doing something on his computer. He struck up a convo with me by complimenting my outfit and I just thought he was being nice. But he then started asking about my life story and naive little me told him everything he asked about. He asked where I went to school, what clubs I was involved with, etc. Stuff that seemed harmless at first. I just thought he was being chatty. Everything seemed fine until he asked me, so do you live here alone? And alarm bells went off in my head. I told him no, I live with my family. Which is true, I was only 17 and in high school. But that wasn't the point. I thought it was weird that he asked me that. My gut told me to leave so I told him that I was done with my homework and left. I made sure he didn't follow me. He couldn't have been some rando off the streets who walked in because it was a gated community and also you needed a key to get into the clubhouse. I assume he lived there. I never saw him since. 